Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 180. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Echoes of Invasion. Set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is There Will Be Health to Pay. When Helleth, the waitress at the parting glass, is mugged, Trick and Hepa step in to recover the stolen goods. Their search takes them from the finest manors of South Tower to the most run-down. Along the way, they see a new side to the city, as well as to Helleth and Alric. This arc contains spoilers for the Battle for Westnoth campaign Eastern Invasion, as well as references to the Hammer of Thursagon and the Scepter of Fire. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. When we last left off, Trick Menu and Hepalonia had just finished dinner with Maeve, Captain of the Guard, and Terwain of the Horse Clans. Yep. Terwain, the daughter of Maeve. Trick, the son of Maeve. Maeve agreed to give Trick and Hepa a tour of the tower tomorrow after the festival. Terwain offered Hepalonia a sparring practice at sunrise tomorrow morning. And... Trick had suggested the possibility that he might be doing a performance tonight downstairs. After Maeve left the dinner, the young folks all poured together over a piece of parchment, working out a family tree that showed how they were all related to each other. Yep. Is Trick performing tonight? I don't have a piece prepared. I have, you know, bits and pieces. You can also say, like, Trick performs. Like, you don't need to say what it is. All I'll say is that... Trick expands on the, the lore of Master Edward. Okay. Uh, if you'd like me to roll to see how well that goes. Yes, I would like a roll to represent that. Hepa, you're going to watch the show? Yeah, that sounds great. Wait, unless there's something else. I saw a little bit of a smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I'll just i describe the scene as you guys go downstairs. Okay. So Terwain is coming along as well because she's interested in hearing Trick perform. So you come down the stairs... It's probably like half an hour at least since Maeve left. And you guys had already had drinks and then you had dinner. So it is rather late. But there is quite a few patrons here. And there's a lot of hubbub and everything. And as Trick comes down the staircase to be visible to the people in the room, there's like, oh, some excited, like, oh, there he is. That's that's the guy I was talking about. Oh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. (laughs) Um, It's so late. Apparently word has gotten around. When you come down the stairs, there's customers at the bar. No one is currently behind the bar serving these customers. Alric is like balancing trays, delivering like food around and stuff like that. And we thought he was performing. Um, I was like, we missed Alric's performance. He's juggling. Amazing. <laughs> um, means he's out of waitress probably. And he seems like a little overworked. <laughs> you know, like he finishes delivering everything on the tray, like scooping up all the things like that he can to fit on this tray to take back. And just like dumps them all on the edge of the bar and then like zooms around behind it to like quickly start filling drinks. And you hear him shout to the kitchen, like, Iggy, I need your help out here. And a voice comes from the back of the kitchen that says, Do you want me cooking? Or do you want me, do you want me, what, make 
that's the scene that you... It's quite busy down here. Raucous place. And so there's some acclaiming going on and some, like, jostling of trick of, like, oh, you should... Well, I don't know. It's awful late. Some people have to get up early tomorrow. I don't know if time for one tale. (laughs) Since you asked for it. Your rabid fan base ushers you up along over to the stage corner. It sounds like I should get a blue dye for a rabid fan base. <laughs> Terwain asks if you wanted to. Um, no, you know, no, there's no free tables. So Terwain is gonna like position herself at the bar so she can get another beer. Okay. And are you gonna stick with Terwain or? Yeah, I'm okay. gonna stick with her. So Trick gets up on the stage, and you don't have anybody introducing you this time. Other than like some fans who are pushing you up onto the stage, so That's true. how do you introduce yourself? Because now you have the floor. Yes, yes, thank you. Apparently, there's like a drink appears in his hand from someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only this is a real drink. Got to be careful with that. Alric didn't prepare this one special. Yeah, like take a sip, set it on the stool. That's <laughs> there for whatever reason, but nobody sits in that stool. Thank you, thank you. Yes, good to be back here. Hope you all had a filling dinner. And I'm sure the latrine will be full later tonight. <laughs> but I'm uh, Yes, uh, some of you have the misfortune of hearing about me, having heard me last night. I am Trickmanu uh, of Esperin Forest. Remember, wherever there are leaves above and roots below, you are in the forest. Hepa, you're standing near the bar. Alaric finally gets around to like getting over to you and asks if you need anything. You know what? I think he's... I'm trying to think if Peppa's helpful enough to, you know what, maybe she should leave. Do you? Oh, okay. That takes him aback a little bit. <laughs> and he says, have you ever waited tables before? Not at all. Exciting <laughs> new experience. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's like, okay, come with me. He, ushers, he must be desperate. He uh, ushers you down to the end of the bar uh-huh. and like, steps through the curtainy space there with you into the kitchen area. This kitchen area, it's got places for like cleaning dishes and things like that, which there's like piles of dirty dishes everywhere. There's also piles of like clean dishes. There's a lot of cutlery and stuff like that here. There's also a short, wide human. He's dark skinned and he's bald on top, but he's got like this huge bushy beard. And he is like over this enormous pot making the, the stew type stuff. And there's like stacks and stacks of the, the bread bowl type things mm-hmm. with their like insides cut out. And there's some big circular platter type things, the kind that you have seen like Helleth balancing stuff on. Right. Ulrich escorts you into this room and he says like, this flat tray here, fill it with bread bowls with stew in them and then like take it out to tables. They don't already have them? Yeah. Any table that doesn't have one, like, put a bread bowl on. When your tray is completely empty, go around to the tables that have empty dishes and put them all on the tray and bring them back here. Okay. Iggy is, like, looking at him, like, a little horrified (laughs) and is like, this is the night you want to bring new staff on. His voice, apparently, very high-pitched for a very portly man. And Alaric... I guess you've only you've only seen Alex snap at somebody one time when he uh, he took issue with Cersei's referring to like those people. But Alec does snap a little bit at Iggy here and says, 
don't start with me. Like, <laughs> this is not the time. And then he turns and he heads back to the curtain to deliver dishes. Mm. And check, you can now begin your spiel. You are just trying to be a good storyteller, right? You're not trying to... Correct. There's no particular reason to sway this crowd. Okay. That means you'll be making a charm check. Hapa, I think I want you to make a cool check. Because mm-hmm. I think that's like poise. Okay. Is it cool or is it coordination? Not spill all the red bulls. We'll see how the cool check goes. If she loses her poise, maybe then I'll follow it up with a coordination check. I see, I see. Um, because he was specifically giving her instructions that was designed to limit the number of variables. Hell, if she would be like lowering bread bowls and like grabbing dirty dishes. And, yeah, like, yeah, doing yeah, that. yeah. But you, you've been given extremely simple information. What Hepa has is intelligence, so she remembers the instructions. <laughs> so, trick? This will be hard, I assume, because there's a crowd? Yes. Okay. Uh, you have a blue die because people have heard you talk and have gone and told their friends how wonderful you are. I'm going to upgrade. The further travels of one Master Edward, then just a young foal far across the sea. One success. You don't have to explicitly tell your story, but what's the gist of it? When he was young, Master Edward, he became master because he was actually a brilliant illusionist. And this got him out of a sticky situation in a foreign culture that he did not understand. He's magical illusions? Magical illusions. And you said over the sea. Over the sea. Far beyond the bitter swamp was another oh. eastern ocean. Oh, okay. Another land so that nobody can say, I've been over there. You're like, yeah, but beyond that. He just he he was to be sacrificed, but used his illusions to get out of a jam. And this was all while he was still a fold? Yes, this was one of his earliest adventures. Okay. It sounds so cute. <laughs> it's like a My Little Pony episode. A little bit. <laughs> Except, you know, in my head there's this, like, horrible demon goddess that they're sacrificing this pony to. <laughs> but the priestesses end up getting eaten instead. Do you make this into a jovial tale, or is this like a riveting tale? It is actually relatively lighthearted, but it is it has the thriller aspect of Master Edward and just the young Paul Eddie. All right, so your your talk goes extremely well. It I succeeds. Mean, it succeeds, which yes. it could have, you know, gone poorly, and then these people who had their hopes up would be dashed, and the reputation of the parting glass would be dismerged. <laughs> you, you prevented all of that. Oh, well, that's good. Whew. You are going to be making a cool check. Uh-huh. I'm going to set it at average. That's two purples. There are two story points. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Alaric doesn't need his day to be worse, but it might be here in a second. She, You know what? She's going to tell Iggy. She's going to be like, don't worry. I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> One advantage. So which would be worse? I think it would be worse to drop all the food rather than drop like all the dirty dishes. Yep, that would definitely So you had an advantage, so yep. we're going to say this coordination mishap happens when your tray is now full of dirty dishes. Okay, so at least maybe I'm not spilling food all over people. Yes. Okay, what's the difficulty on that? To save a tray full of dirty dishes, I think we are also going to set this at average. Three successes. Also, I will note, Alric is not burdening you with delivering any beverages. <laughs> I'm playing it. Look, you know what? Those are way more expensive. <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking to make it harder for him. <laughs> so, natural agility helps you here. As tray full of dirty dishes, like, you lose balance of it. You Maybe you were a little overambitious in what you were stacking on you it. You probably see it on my face because I didn't succeed my cool check. 
And like then you go like stumbling forward, but you catch the tray with like maybe you were trying to even balance something on one hand foolishly, and you catch it, get everything all steady, and you kind of are like sort of running forward with something now because the weight is, and that's like how you pass through the curtains into the the kitchen. Right. And that's that's the way Iggy sees you come in, stumbling forward with all the dishes. Because I'm using momentum to keep the dishes on the thing, yeah. And Iggy just like takes you and like redirects you like with his. To the sink? Towards, like, the basin that's, like, full of water, and everything just, like, slides in. And then Iggy says, I think you should stay there. Okay. Washing dishes. Oh, yeah. Huh? And then? <laughs> He's like, they not have plates where you're from. Scrub. Okay. Is there anything that obviously looks like? Because she has yeah, never yeah. washed a dish in her <laughs> life, right? Right. But there's, like, brushes and, and okay. like, sponge-type things and stuff like that. And now it's late enough that, like, there wasn't, like, another set of dinners coming out. Right. So Iggy tells you to wash those dishes and not touch anything else back here. And he charges through the the curtains. Can I make a lore check to figure out how to do dishes? A hidden lore check. <laughs> I think, it's forbidden. You know, since you have uh, personally washed yourself before, you, you understand oh, the yeah. concept. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've of, camped, so. Yes. <laughs> yes, you maybe have not washed dishes in your household, but you've certainly like helped clean up around camp and everything like that. So no check is required. It might be slow, but okay. Which interesting. Hep is very excited to try this whole kitchen thing. All right, trick. Is there anything you wish to do with your audience? People will buy you drinks and stuff afterwards. Do you wish to engage anybody in conversation? I don't think there's anything particular. No, because trick's not here to like get information or anything. It's not like he has a card, like, oh, have me at your child's <laughs> birthday party. You have ribbons. No, I don't think these people get ribbons. You'll you'll take drinks that people want you to have. Then uh, after people are, are done slapping on the back and stuff like that, Charlene will weed her way through the crowd to you. She have some comment about the ridiculous nature of the story? Her comments will depend on, did you at all say anything related to the horse plains, horse lords and stuff? Because the previous night, when you opened up your topic of the horse folk, you started with some, like, jests about the horse clans. I think there were probably not any direct references to the horse lords, since this is, like, a continuation of the previous night. that's fine. There's a reference to, like, oh, Master Edward of the horse folk. Perhaps the only thing you might say, not to be confused with the horse lords. Okay. So then she will congratulate you on, that was the most interesting story, Trick. I've been working on that one for a little bit. It needs needs some tweaking before... You know, it gets a full release, but I appreciate uh, you and everyone else uh, hearing it out. Gloam is a very intelligent steed, but I do not think any of the horses that I know would be able to accomplish quite so much as your Master Andy. Or perhaps they are so confident you do not even know. (laughs) A horse that could do magic would attract far too much attention. I suppose this would provide an interesting twist on the question of does one cast magic while on a horse? If get one your, is the horse. Get your horse to do it. Well, could you cast magic if someone was riding on your back? I feel like that would be even more difficult than if you were riding on someone else's back. Oh, I wonder if mages giving piggyback rides to their children are capable of casting, or if that is too much of a distraction. Oh my gosh, if I was out there, we could try it. <laughs> it turns into a carnival. Some things we're not meant to know. It's a shame. <laughs> so there's some more drinking and there's dish scrubbing and things like that. And eventually it gets late and people start to go. Alric makes his announcement that it's time for everybody's parting glass. People who are still there like get their final drinks. And then since the bar is now closed for service, Alric comes out and starts 
manhandling tables towards the side, and you are finished washing your dishes. <laughs> what else is in the kitchen? Is there are there other doors? Like I've never been back behind. Hang on, other tongs. Other tongs. I have tongs. <laughs> you explore a little. I mean, yeah. If I'm back here, I'm done with dishes. Then okay. And Iggy hasn't returned because Iggy is helping in the front now. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't okay. thinking of going through doors or you whatever, can, but um... I I've never been in the kitchen before. <laughs> Why don't why don't we have you make a perception check just okay. to kind of see how much you glean about the... Behind the scenes stuff? Yeah, it's just average. Maybe I might peek in a door or in the fridge the or closet. a box. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not looking to be nosy, but I'm probably going to be nosy. Like, is it already open, but just only slightly ajar? It could be more ajar. <laughs> I got a triumphant threat. You're not going to learn anything really about how the kitchen works. And things like that. And you're going to get caught by, like, Iggy. Like, Iggy's going to come back through the curtains. <laughs> like, looking in the eyes. And see box. you, like, poking around. Oh, he was like, don't touch anything, and I did. Yeah. <laughs> but you have a triumph. You could learn something about Alric if you want. That would be one way to use the triumph. Or, yeah, it's not going to be anything kitchen-related. No, I, you know what? I think that would be fine. Learning something about Alric would be. Because he's, I mean, we get the behind-the-bar Alric. I mean, and I've seen a little bit of the behind-the-scenes outright, but yeah. Okay. So you are now in the non-public section of the establishment, and off of the kitchen is Alric's own bedroom. Oh, okay. So you're looking around the kitchen, you're like, oh, is this the larder? Yeah. And you push open the door, and you get a look into Alric's room. That would be a surprise. Now she wonders about her own kitchens in her own house. (laughs) Oh, do our servants actually live somewhere? (laughs) Exactly. So... Alric's room. I mean, can I tell it's his room? I must have to be able to tell somehow. I think, yeah, like you can tell it's his room. It says Alric's <laughs> above the bed. Uh, no, it doesn't because there's nothing with writing on it. Right, right, because he can't read or something? He can't read. Yeah. Iggy is his name? Comes in and is like, what are you doing in <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alric's room? Yeah, looking in his room yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but there is weaponry in this room. I'm going to say there's like a bandolier of knives. He's got, like, a little desk with, like, a chair at it. Draped across, like, the back of the chair with one of his vests is a bandolier of, of knives. That's what you gain information-wise here. Okay. So it's not like, oh, he used to, like, do something and, like, those old weapons from a former life are tucked away somewhere. Right. No, there's, like, a bandolier with knives, and it's, like, right there. Is it something that could be hidden under his normal clothes? Like, he might be wearing them all the time, we don't, we can't tell, or is it... No, not the okay. way he dresses. Breeches and, like, a blouse-type thing. Right. And sometimes he'll have, like, a vest over the blouse. Okay. The bandolier is something that, like, if he was wearing an over-jacket, it would be hidden by that. Okay. And it's something that doesn't, like, hang down below the waist or anything. Like, And these are small knives. They're not, like, tricks hunting knife. They're very small knives. You have never seen knives this small. Huh. Well, I probably won't be able to investigate them because I get caught. But... Yes, you get caught. But there's like five or six. Okay. In what you see before Iggy comes in and says, What are you doing in Alex's doorway? I told you not to touch anything here. I'm so sorry. I, I thought it was going to be a food. I've never been in a kitchen before. <laughs> and that like blows his mind. You're still hungry? Aren't, isn't your party the one that had the steaks? 
and the, and he starts listing like all the ingredients that were specially like and he starts listing the spices that were it's clear he's the one who like prepared this. Yeah, yeah. Now he's offended that the food wasn't <laughs> wasn't like, telling enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I don't know if I need to use a charm check or whatever. Yeah, a charm check to like settle him down. Yeah, I'll say, oh, what a good memory. No, it was delicious. <laughs> Disarming. Very nice. Uh, what's this? Yeah, okay. This guy's not cool. It's just one success. Okay. Can I get him to tell me anything about the food? But what was in the whatever? Okay. Like, she apologizes. She's appropriate. And then she, now she wants to know what he'll tell her about. Yeah, so you calm the- him down by essentially directing the conversation to a topic that is very close to his own heart yeah he is not somebody who works at this job because it's the only job he can get like he has like an interest in making really good food he was happy and excited at the chance to like prepare like a nicer meal for like the fancy customers tonight right especially since last night like whatever joker was up on stage was calling his food garbage Last night? Yeah. Or also this night. (laughs) Maybe you said things tonight, too, (laughs) when he was busy stirring stew. Definitely the previous night, your first performance. I mean, yeah, there's like a running joke about the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which Alric was very good-natured about himself. But I could see why Iggy might not be. Oh, no, but Hepa's just like, no, the stew is wonderful. Yeah, and if she can get any information about, like, anything, like, what did we eat? Or, like, what was in the whatever? Maybe he doesn't want to give secrets, but... No, I mean, he, he's like, he yeah, it was the blah, 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 blah flower. Oh, wow. People tell you random and completely unuseful information about, like, which butcher they use. That is exactly the kind of stuff Heppa loves. Meanwhile, in the front room, Terwain bids you good night and would be honored if you would wear her favor during the Grand Melee. Of course. Gotta go out there and cheer. I'm sure you'll, you'll take it away. She also wants to make sure, because she's not sure, like, what other duties and things like that you or she has... She wants to make sure to extend to you an offer for you to visit the Horse Plains. Is there a particular place in the Horse Plains that she lives, or one being a horse lord, or in the employ of a horse lord, one tends to move around quite a bit? There's, like, specific village that is their, you know, the base for their sub-clan. Okay. So she, she gives you its name and its general location, some tributary stream type things and stuff. She throws in some random information about, like, when they had to, like, redrain the plains of the swamps that Malramna left behind. That's interesting to check. Like, you can just drain a swamp? That's crazy. But she, like, just throws that out in passing. They're on the far northeastern edge of, like, where that swamp was. Okay. But Uh, there were clearly battles that took place there. Yes. The horse plains themselves are that whole stretch just below the Great River and west of the River Weldon. So they're like in the northeast corner of that. Is she at like the conjunction where the two rivers come together or that's too far east? She's a little southwest of that. Okay. So pretty much what she tells you is if you stop in Soradoc, which is not a place Trick has ever heard before. Ah, yes. There you can get a guide or like directions and stuff who can can connect you with somebody to take you the rest of the way. Does it really like oh the house of Regina and Rug? Yes, but certainly if you say Sir Owick's village, okay, okay. they will know. She's with Sir Owick's. Yeah. Her father, Sir Rug, like, is directly under Sir Owick. Ah, okay. I didn't realize he was still active. For some reason, I thought he was retired. I don't know why I thought that. Because <laughs> they're all old if they're not our age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not here, like... He's not here right now. Yeah, he's not with the group that came. Because he's working. This makes more sense now. So she extends to you the invitation to visit and see her lands. Well, the, I can only also extend to her if she would like to visit the Esper Forest. 
just be very cautious coming up to the forest and be uh, very cognizant of where the edge of the forest is. Is there a formal parlay for entering your lands? Is there actually? I mean, we <laughs> learned about just having the bringing in Glamour. Yeah. Um, you could give her a ribbon, but I don't know if that would help. I could give her a ribbon. The ribbon would be I think the ribbon. I Yes, I can give her a ribbon. Uh, say this marks you as an elf friend. And then whatever scouting party she encounters or border yeah, guard. Yeah, and just make sure to ask for me or Nasir or ask for Hepa. Probably her parents are harder to get a hold of. A better name to throw around, maybe? Yeah. I mean, you threw Thrandalil's name around when you were trying to set up trade arrangements with people. Yeah. But for personal visitors. For personal visits, I don't think that's quite right. Uh, just to be cautious, the border guard, sometimes they're a bit overambitious. And she's, like, totally self-confident in everything. She's like, I'm sure I can handle them. I will try not to hurt them too much. As much as I would, part of me would love that, to see that, <laughs> the problem is I wouldn't get to see it. I would only get to hear about it later. She, shows up, she has like a war horse or something. Yeah, <laughs> They're all on their, like, yeah, she's like, <laughs> her armor. Of course, as soon as they hit the edge of the forest, like her horse would crash into the trees. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like I would caution her that like in the trees, like she's probably where like the elves have riders as well. Like they ride, you would consider them ponies, much, much smaller. But they blitz through the forest as fast, if not faster, as you do on the plains. I do not know how the riders are not knocked off by an errant branch here or there. So something to be cautious about with a horse in the yeah. woods. She knows well enough not to charge her horse through unknown territory. Yeah. There's not tons of trees on the horse plains, but you know she has been out of the horse plains as well. She came here. That's true. That's a very good point. All right. She's not sure when she will be able to take you up on that offer, but she looks forward to meeting more of her extended family in the future. Bid her a good evening. All right. So Elric and Iggy drag tables aside. Some of the people who were here drinking and stuff have remained because they're people who are have the common room accommodations. Yep. Uh, and then Iggy goes back into the kitchen. You, you hear, like, a shout, and then things <laughs> quiet down back there. Ah, that doesn't work. <laughs> it starts with a... I'm like, where is Hepa? Trish uh, is enjoying his drink. His very watered-down <laughs> ale. You've uh, had quite a bit of house special, although... Like, you had the one real drink. Would you like a resilience check at this point? Perhaps <laughs> you should have had that earlier. It's the end of the night, so you're okay there. Yep. And then your small lecture on cooking, cooking is, is done. Alaric, having pushed the final tables aside and stuff, tells you he'll settle up with yeah, you in the morning. Don't worry about it. I don't do this for the money. Good to know. And then, of course, mate goes, stupid, stupid. <laughs> To you. <laughs> That's appropriate. Looks like somebody's not getting any snacks tonight. <laughs> you think he hasn't had any yeah, already? Yeah, like look up and he's got like a greasy beak. <laughs> to wash him up. So then you're free to go to bed. Alric, before he locks up the front door, goes outside for a little bit. And then he comes back in and he locks it. And then you guys go to bed for the night. Have a all excited. I wash dishes. That's, that's that's good. That's helpful, right? I mean, they were short staff. Where was where was hell tonight? I don't know, but I've never washed dishes before. There were so many of them, and I, I got to carry cool the trays. <laughs> I don't know that that's a job for me. I just wait till I tell mother about all the new jobs I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but wait till I tell mother. She like she she won't ever tell mother that she did that. But yeah, Trick's gonna start the day one strain down. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because. Right there. Because Hepa's talking about a mundane activity. 
Yeah, and then she starts listing various jobs she's done, and it just becomes a mundane list. Oh, no, I can tell you about the spices. Did you know what I learned about our dinner? If you want to be bored, I can do that. I feel like spices sound vaguely interesting to Trick. (laughs) They're slightly exotic. It's true. The humans are using different seasonings than the elves do. Oh, I can just tell you about the dishes. I mean, I'm sure I can make it not sound very interesting. (laughs) See, the key to dishes is to eat as much of the food as possible so that there's as little as possible left to clean. Also, that's why the bread bowls are so good, because you don't have to wash bread bowls. I did not wash a bread bowl. That's good. All right, it's the next morning. Dawn! It's earlier than dawn. You want to meet her at sunrise. You're meeting oh, her oh, at yeah, sunrise, yeah, yeah, so okay. you're waking up even earlier than that. So you're heading out. Mm-hmm. Trick, are you going along, or are you hanging out here? Uh, He might hang out here, actually. Also, I feel like Mate gives like a cock a do in the morning, yes. which is just ridiculous. Mate is aware... Of- through some means that you guys need to get up early and simulates simulates a rooster call. That is so clever. At the appropriate time. That's really funny because like his elves, like we don't live on farms. But it mates from around here. So yeah. Mates been around chickens and things. Just like, what is that sound? <laughs> Wait, did we stay on the farm? We did stay on the farm one night. Yeah. But I don't know that I would associate that. All right. So Peppa gets dressed and takes her sword along and heads out in the dark. Yeah. So downstairs in the bar is still quiet, like there's various snoring people and sleeping mats, and you creep down the stairs, you unlatch the door and let yourself out. As you head through the streets in this dusky, darky kind of time, and I would like you to make a vigilance check. To see if I notice whatever thing. To see if you can trip over plot. This is average, and there's a black die for darkness, because it is still not fully light out. Okay. One advantage. So you have failed the vigilance check, which means you do trip over the thing. If you had succeeded the vigilance check, you would have noticed the thing before tripping over it. Oh yeah, don't worry. I'll trip over the thing, notice something else, and probably follow that for the rest of the campaign. (laughs) So you trip over something in the dark. You haven't gotten so far. Like You're just kind of down the street from Mm -hmm. the parting glass, and you trip over something. I guess I should have brought a lantern or something. <laughs> or a well, torch. you know, the sun is starting to come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you trip over something and you, like, catch yourself before you land in yeah. the, the dirty street. Oh, my. And you glance back to see what you have tripped over. And there is somebody on the ground there. And you see some whitish-bluish hair. Okay. Oh, I'm very sorry. I didn't see you there. You say to the thing on the ground? Yeah. It's a person. Does I... not respond to your words and does not move at all. Okay, then I will probably stupidly, because it could be an ambush, but Hippa doesn't think like that. Excuse me. I check on the if this person isn't moving. Full medicine check. I think it's like if this person doesn't seem like they're asleep, she's just gonna approach it like medicine. Okay. So you roll the person over to do medicine check. Yeah. It's health. Oh. Oh. You may make a medicine check. Yes. I was going to ask about her in the morning. Perfect. You are not trying to heal anything, right? You're just doing the, I want to assess your condition? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, then that's just a one purple check. Okay. Um, there is a black die for darkness, though. Success with two advantages? You're pretty sure that her current unconscious state has something to do with the knife sticking out of her back. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Um, and a series of other cuts and nicks. So she has several knife wounds. Right. But particularly there is 
a small knife still stuck in her back. A small knife, you say? Yes. Looks like she got fired. Is um, she alive? She is alive. Okay. She is unconscious. You have some advantages there. Something is off about her color. She might have a fever or something. Okay. Like, she actually looks a lot more flushed. I, I picture her as being a sort of Asian type appearance, like light tan skin. Okay. So, but like there's like a redness to the cheeks and the forehead that is not her standard look from when she was waiting tables. Yes. And it sounds like maybe poison or something. And she is dressed in like the functional kind of leathers that you saw her wearing when she was waiting tables. Right. But she also has a cloak. It's a dark cloak with a hood up. But like when you find her, clearly whatever dagger got her, the cloak did not protect her from that. Right, right. So she is injured. She has like, in mechanical sense, she's got wound damage, but she's also unconscious. And she's also, as you said, potentially poisoned. Based on what I have with me, what can I do as far as first aid? If you try to do any first aid here, you will be at an increased difficulty. Okay. Because you were just going to the festival. Right. To have a sparring. So you didn't bring your poultices and things like that. Okay. Um, so but you we're not that far from the... You are not that far. Okay. But I do have magic. Yes. Magic will not suffer any penalties. Yeah, I mean, if I can get her at least up enough to get her back to the inn... Ah, so you are interested in making her conscious again? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit concerned about the poison, but I don't know if I can actually lift her or drag her by myself. You're not carrying terribly much. So then would I be able to carry her? Yes. But what is, there's really no problem with doing a magic here. You can cast the magic here. Right. That would be fine. You could try that first if you wanted. Yeah, I think that might be the best first thing. Okay, so two strain and primal easy. Instead of a medicine check, I can heal wound points and critical injuries. I can't work on incapacitated people, though. You can with plus two difficulty dice. It would not be a one purple check. It would be a three purple check. Okay. One story point available. And if magic goes wrong, you know what? Hepa's going to just do it. Let's see. Do I want to use a story point? You're doing magic. Mm -hmm. Are you using a story point? Mm -hmm. Okay. I will use a story point as well. Done. Great. Yes. Just I don't. We haven't had magical disasters yet. <laughs> Let's try one on Helleth. Two threats. Ah, two magical threats. But it's a failure as well. So that costs two strain. Yes. So do you want to suffer four strain? Or two wounds. You know what? Let's do wounds, because she's trying to heal wounds. What manner of wounds are you taking? Like, how do you want to describe this? Like, are wounds forming on you similar in location to where she suffered them? Or are you, like, overtaxing your system in some way? But I don't really know what that would be. Well, we can make it, like, a headache, essentially. But it is magic. Based on, like, drawing a life force... Maybe it's more of like a system type of wound. Okay. As opposed to like a nosebleed or a headache. It's like more of like I've drawn more. You're like burning out something. Yeah, yeah. More like if you were to poison yourself or something. Okay. So I fail with this, so I'm going to just try to get her back to the end. Yeah, I and think. you're not carrying very much, so yes, you can pick her up. Yeah. 
if you were being forced to do some sort of physical skill checks, you would be at penalty. But right. but you are not traveling terribly far, and she is not a very heavy person. Okay. So yeah. So then I'm going to go. I guess take her to the. To where? Parting class. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, what other options are? <laughs> you could have taken her to the House of Light. You could take her to the Tent of Light. You could. What, what's clo- river. what's closest? The party glasses. Yeah, closest. so that's what I'm. <laughs> I didn't even think of the other two because they. I figured they were far away. Yes. So yeah. Are. So I'll take her over there since okay. I have some medical skill. Maybe I can. Everybody's asleep though. We're upstairs. Where's you my? You guys are on the third floor, but your window faces the front of the building. The med kit is what I'm worried about. It's up on the third floor. I'm actually going to drag her, take her through the common room and through the kitchen and knock on Elric's door. Ah, okay. Because now I know where he is. Okay. He might even be up already preparing breakfast. What would that be Iggy's domain? Breakfast is like leftover bread or like maybe porridge if you're lucky. It's not cooked, generally speaking. Okay. Continental breakfast. So you drag her hands under arms kind of. Yeah. uh, I mean, I'm not looking to disturb. I'm not yelling or anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's people sleeping on... And everybody seems to have this privacy thing, so I'm just going <laughs> to... That's why I'm just going to take her straight to Ulrich's room, and then... Okay. So you knock politely on Ulrich's <laughs> door, <laughs> and Ulrich is not expecting a knock on his door. I mean, you can't really hear a whole lot through the kitchen, right? Because I didn't hear the story or whatever. You didn't hear very much because there was, like, hubbub and stuff. Okay. Like, people are listening to Trick, but they're also clattering dishes and chatting a little bit. And there's the curtains, and there was activity in the kitchen. But it's like the place is really quiet now. Okay. The curtains do dull some sound, but, like, knocking on the door is not going to wake up anybody. I wasn't sure if I could be like, Alric. Yeah, you you can certainly. Okay. That's not going to disturb other people if you're keeping your voice low. So... You knock on the door, you call Auric's name, he cracks the door open to assess what is going on with somebody knocking at his door, and he sees it as you, and he says, Hatha, is there a problem? There's something with Heleth. I'm not sure what it is. Could be these knocks. There's something about Heleth. You know what, I might even say I think she might have been poisoned. I'm going to get my med kit. So I run upstairs. Uh, when you say that, like he like throws his door open the rest of the way and like drops down to check on her while you go running up. I do have some medical skill. I'm I'm going to do my, my med. Is it a med kit? Is that what we call it? For you, it's like your satchel of herbs. The med kit is like what. I'm going to go fetch my apothecary. <laughs> yeah, my apothecary supplies. Okay, so you go running up the stairs. Yeah. And I go get the kit. Okay. And then I go run down the stairs. Uh, I would like a vigilance check from Trick. Average. Oh, boy. That has not said anything about making a stealth check. One success and two threats. There's noise as Hepa's very loudly, from your perspective, you're trying to sleep. She's grabbing stuff. Uh, not like banging pots and pans yeah. together, but, yeah. you know, like, she's rustling through, like, Rummaging, her, her bag like, and Trick stuff. Trick wakes up and... Forget you your like, sword? There's like a clang as the door like hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The back of the through. wall. Yeah. Oh, Trick Manu. I'm so sorry to wake you up. Well, There's fine. There is something. I think Helleth has been attacked. I'm going to help her. Perhaps you could go to Whoa. the. Whatever the, the place House was. I was going to meet Terwain and oh, tell Terwain. her. <laughs> the fairgrounds. Yes, the fairgrounds and. Tell her you'll have to duel her another time. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah, let me fetch the House of Light or two or something. 
point, sorry, attacked? I, I'm not quite sure. I'm going to like, try do, to do, attempt Come on. Yeah. Okay. We got two threats here. Take a black die as I turn to mate and be like, he's basically a falcon. Are you going to send a message with him? To try to send a message to, okay. to Wayne. If he can. Okay. He met her. All right. What is he going to tell her? Pixie dragon. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be like a survival check? Yes. To like... Yes. Get him to do work. Yep. This is just a verbal message you're giving him? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to attach anything to him. Okay. Yeah. Like, just let her know we're not going to make it. Like, uh, what kind of message can he convey? No, bring her back here. Like, that's something that he might be able to get her attention and then okay. get her to follow him. So you are sending Mate to go get Terwain. Yes. So it's, this is like a cutscene to like, what is it, Lassie? What happened? No. Has it fell down a well? Did you tell Terwain that this was your bird? She asked it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for yeah, a few days. And Mate was also, like, at the dinner table. Okay, yeah. yeah very rude. <laughs> He's very rude. Okay. I think average is fine, but I'm going to upgrade it. Yeah. Why not? This could go very wrong. He gets Mave instead. There's, like, a, a raid. <laughs> stupid, stupid. <laughs> yes, yes, very. <laughs> No, no there is failure with a threat. one threat. Okay. So he flies off. He does fly off. I'm left thinking, okay. That's covered. <laughs> that trick does not go back to sleep. I think it's going to be a while before you learn what became of that. Come back. He brings back a dead rat. Well, you said you were hungry. <laughs> Damn it, Bert. You told me to survey the terrain. <laughs> Damn it, Bert. He brings you a train. <laughs> <laughs> Get like a wedding dress with this long train in. <laughs> There's a whole wedding party chasing him. Trick will go downstairs and follow the commotion. Okay. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion. Set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0 part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience. <laughs>